You're in tune to the Underrated Dudes Podcast, featuring DJ Sean Blue, Big Al, and Claude Deuce. Yo, what's up everybody? Look, we've been waiting on this one. This one right here is going to be a good one. So relax. You know, if you're driving, don't relax. Pay attention. But listen, we got somebody that is just worthy of all the flowers we could give them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We listen. Uh, his his parents probably call him Rufus. We call him Rufus. <laughs> Man, y'all probably know him as Slim Wave. Y'all, we got Slim Wave in the building. Yes, we sir. Clap it up a little. We got Slim yeah. Wave, yeah. Wave in the building. Yeah. Yo, 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 man. We appreciate your time. Um, yeah, this is gonna be a good one, man. This is gonna be a good one. I I really have nowhere I can think to start, but the beginning, man. Like, bro, just how did how did this love for music kick off for you, man? The love for music, you already know where it kicked off, man. That that started thirty five fifty Morgan Road, man. That was the beginning yes, for me. Um, well, honestly, it will go back to um, the very first, the very first lo- location that uh, from New Life. That's where I, that's why I really got interested in it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, trying to just watch and and play behind Crystal, trying to play drums mm-hmm. whenever I could. If I could get Altacar, if I could get Offering, anything <laughs> I could get, I would try to do it. And then eventually, once we got to uh, the school to Morgan Road in the transition phase, that's when I really started to really develop you know, uh, a passion and a love for it, for real, um, you know, even playing in high school and stuff. So um, I, I would definitely say um, what I, I and I, I keep forgetting the, the actual address of the original, the first new life. In 17, 8th Avenue, my brother. Yeah, 8th Avenue, 8th Avenue, 8th Avenue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it. <laughs> I remember those days, man. And people don't understand how how important that is to an up and coming drummer, you know, like you got the main drummer, but then when you're kind of up and coming and you want that mm-hmm. turn, you know, on, you want your turn on the set. Yeah. Like, man, can I get altar call? Can I do, can I play during like the talk, the talk music, you know, yep. like, can yep. I do offering? Can I play all, you know what I'm saying? So that's big, you know? And then that fire come from when you get kicked off the drums because you're not good enough. That's what that's that's the that's really the villain origin story. When you get kicked off your drums, you're like, nah, I gotta go home and practice so hard. <laughs> that you did. That mm, you did. Because yep. you used to live across the street from me and we used to hear. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were here on my uh you were here on my shenanigans in the in the garage. <laughs> so was drums your first instrument and then what instruments developed after that? Uh, drums is definitely my first instrument because obviously my dad, he was a, a drummer. He played in the jazz band. Um, and then shortly after that, I think that's when I picked up a few horn instruments in middle school. Um, and then kind of just dibbling and dabbling with those horn instruments. Uh, that's when, you know, I got the call to say like, hey, you need to you need to study up under uh, Elder Harris. You need to really, you know, hone in on that craft. And that's when I realized, like, oh, I could actually play keys, you know. And that's when I started to just stand behind him, not understanding nothing he was playing. <laughs> but I would stand behind him and just stare at his hands, play until it, it, it finally kind of clicked. So keys was keys was definitely next for me after that. And then bass was bass was like the final final instrument that I feel like I, I, I gravitated to. Which is crazy because when, like for me, way on the outside looking in, when I thought of Rufus Slim, I thought bass. Like, because when I heard you playing the bass one Sunday at New Life, I was like, oh my God. And then Claw was like, man, Rufus got it. And and even beyond that, when it really hit, there was one time Claude and I were on the road. I'll never forget it. Hey, bro, you got to be back for Sunday? He was like, nah, got it. And you have to understand this. <laughs> I knew that Claude, like I knew, if we talking, I knew that pastors Claude and Regina Harris were going to make sure that Claude was going to be at church on Sunday. Because we ain't want no snafus in the music department. <laughs> when Claude said, nah, Rufus got it. 
And I'm thinking, I'm like, I know Rufus got to be like 16, 17. I said, Rufus got it? He was like, man, Rufus got it. And when he said that, I was like, okay. So that's when I was just like, if Claude said Rufus got it, that means that Claude, that, that Slim got way more than that. So that's when I was like, hey, man. You think Slim would do a beat for me? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that, that's really how it came. It was like, man, because I heard you on the bass, but I didn't know that all the other instruments were there. So, man, to like just witness what you what you were as a teenager to where you are now, man, it's a beauty to behold, man. It really is. Man, I appreciate that. It didn't it didn't come without it didn't come without a lot because Lord knows I was scared when he left. I was <laughs> boy, I was shaking like what? What did Pastor Regina get up? And I don't know the song. Which 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 definitely which definitely happened a bunch of times and it, it came to a point where I was like, all right, you gotta sit down and, and figure this out because you can't be catching no more L's. <laughs> Man, can I tell you something? That still happens to me today. She'll sing something I have no idea. I just try and, you know, figure out where, you know, where to go, what sounds good to what, it, what yeah, she's doing. From, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. But, dude, it's just, it's been so cool, man, just watching this journey, man, this this ascent that you've been on, bro. It's It's been crazy. I was telling the guys before you came on, I got to ask you, this is probably way out of sequence, but I got to, I got to go here first to the social media question I have, man. What was it like to have Drake repost you? The champagne poppy. Yes. What was that (laughs) like, bro? Like what could you, do you remember? Like, can you explain what that time, maybe the next, when he did that and then the next like two, three weeks, the next month, what was that like for you online? Man, I had I had mixed emotions because how it all happened was the song had just came out that 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 day, and that night I was talking to my uh, I was talking to my girlfriend and she was like, "You should do a cover of this. This will be cool. I would love to hear this." And I was like, "All right." So I just did it right away and posted it. By the next day, one of my friends that um, I see out on the road every now and then, but we don't really talk. He just called me. He was like Drake, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> He said it like three times. I was like, bro, you know, you, you call Slim. You didn't call Drake. I don't, this is not. He was like, no, fool. Drake reposted you and my heart dropped. I was like, wait, what? And then I went and saw like my Instagram numbers going crazy. Mm. And um, literally after that, like, like, cause you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the type of person that always try to look at both, both ends of everything. And immediately I started getting calls from people I've always been working around, but they just didn't respect me as someone that, you know, they didn't respect me as anything other than a keyboard player. You know what I mean? And as it happened, I I started to get people calling me out, talking about, is he signed? Like, what is he doing? I'm like, dog, I've been I've been around y'all for years and nobody wanted to acknowledge the stuff that I really do. You know, the stuff that I really did and wanted to do. Um, so I got called for deals and, you know, people reaching out to me to do videos and covers and people sending me samples so I can send them to Drake. I'm like, yeah, I do not know this man at all. But, you know, <laughs> I started to get so many calls. And I think after that, like, um, my social media, probably it doubled. I was at like maybe 13, follow 13,000 followers. And then it went to like 30 Ooh. in like the course of a week. Um, and then, like I said, I also got a, you know, I, I, the people I used to work, I was working with at the time, they reached out to me to do an actual deal, like a, a pub deal, wow. which kind of catapulted me into doing more production and stuff. So I'm definitely thankful for that. Um, so and wait, it was just a. So wait, wait, the, the pub deal, it kind of came from the from the Drake reposting like that. Everything, everything came from that oh, because okay. the wow. thing, the thing with the thing with people in the industry, when they see Drake gets behind, when they see Drake gets behind something, they automatically just like, yo, let's get at, let's get at the front of this now so we can figure out how to capitalize off of it. Um, for instance, Drake had did like, if you know Drake, you know, when he get, hops on a feature with somebody like the stock just goes up. Yeah. And the fact that Drake don't, he doesn't post anybody on his page. The fact that he posted that, like that kind of tripped me out. Cause I'm like, here I am, you know, a young kid from Augusta, Georgia, who just, you know, just out here, just having fun doing this thing with this music and stuff. And, 
and he just reposted that that kind of it just shocked me you know what i mean so once people saw that everybody wanted to get behind it even the people that was already around and they knew you know they knew what i did that's that's the part that kind of tripped me out I, I was like this is kind of gross you know what i mean but you know try to take the try to take the best of it and yeah yeah and that that's how all of that stuff came about man it was let me just tell you okay so from from again the perspective on the outside i'm sitting here chilling i'm on ig champagne poppy i'm looking through his story and then i go to his page and on his page i see slim with the horns and the talk box and going ham and i was like all right no lie i was just like this oh he made it I said, <laughs> I said, I said, hey, so I'm hitting dudes. Yo, so we said, oh my God. Like, so, so like, I, I can only imagine, you know what I'm saying? Like how industry cats are. Cause of course, nobody's into breaking or developing talent right now. It's like, everybody's definitely trying to put a, you know what I'm saying? Trying to put a banner in front of the parade. Like right, parade right. already going, they just try to put the banner in front of it. You exactly. Know what I'm so I could I could definitely understand that. You know what I'm saying? But man, I I and I told you personally, I said, man, because even when I saw you uh in a studio with Diddy, and then I saw you at the you know the BT Awards, and I was, I was like, man, why do I feel like I just won an award? Like I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was legitimately that happy. Like I was like. Yo, this is insane, you know, because a lot of the times, man, it's like, you know, of course, in the line of work that we all do, like all right. of us are probably one degree of separation from, you know, saying anybody, you know, saying just to right. be honest, but it's like, it's like, man, you just, you know, say like you think about, man, what, what would it be like if it popped, if it really popped? And when right. I saw that, it was just like, there it is. That's exactly what it's like. And it's like every single nomination every single placement every single win that you get i just man it's like my heart gets full like fuller every single time so speaking yeah. of that let's talk about placements yeah okay. tell us tell us like if you can if you can rattle them off from like top to bottom right now like just in the last like since the pandemic what artists do you have placements with um <clears throat> since pandemic uh, that's kind of where all of the placements really started. I, I have placements with, um, obviously Summer Walker, the artist Black, spelled six L-A-C-K. Um, Diddy, which a lot of those placements came like under him because he was just, he kept putting me in the studio with all these people. So it'll be, you know, placements with Ty Dolla Sign, um, uh, The Dream, um, Kaylani, Mary J. Blige, Justin Bieber, oh. um, Jasmine Sullivan. Yeah. It's just it, a whole lot happened within <laughs> these last two two years, man. That I I couldn't I couldn't say I did it at all. You know, I tell my friends they ask me like, "Yo, how does it feel? Like, what what are you, what are you doing?" I was like, "To be honest, bro, I'm sitting in the passenger seat just vibing, trying to figure out where God taking us next." Because <laughs> right. I'd be shocked every time. <laughs> wow, cool. super dope. Dope, man. Uh, man, let me uh I'm gonna take you back a little bit. Bam. Uh Brandon okay. Hodge. Brandon yep. Hodge, right? So I remember, I can't remember exactly what year this was, but Brandon did you were telling me something about like he rented this this house. I guess it was oh, like yeah. a mansion and had everybody he had invited, you know, the up and coming tastemakers and music. Right, right. You you were invited. What was that experience like? Man, that was a surreal experience because I think around year 2007, I think that was the year we went to AIM. Mm -hmm. um, it might have been 2005. I can't remember. But I had went up to Connecticut um, with my aunt who used to sing with Doobie Powell. And she just dropped me off at one of their late night rehearsals. That's where I met, you know, the Larones, the Ace Livingstons, Bam. Yeah. You know, I met all of these guys that were, you know, in their prime at the time. And, um... After I met them, I came back to Augusta and I found out what they who they were and what they did. So I reached out to uh, Bam um, and was telling him like, yo, he was like the, the main reason why I decided to play bass. And, uh, you know, also a part of the reason why, you know, I, I started production, um, which, you know, he didn't reach back at the time. And I was like, dang, that's messed up. Like, here I am, a young gunner, you know, 
pouring my heart out. He just ignored me until years later. I was playing this um, place called Cat's Cafe. It was a very well-known place in Atlanta for musicians to come and, you know, play for artists or, you know, do cover cover band music type stuff. And he was dating the singer at the time and I didn't know it. So he popped up. She was like, yeah, uh, since Dre is not playing bass, which is my brother for my band, um, She's like, since she's not playing bass, my boyfriend's going to play. I was like, who's your boyfriend? She's like, you know, Bam? I was like, no, no way. Not Bam, Bam. But when I seen him, he remembered me and we played that night. And I feel like that's where I kind of gained his respect. And then from there on, he was like, man, just pull up to the crib. And I would pull up to his crib and um, just play, you know, beats and songs that I've been working on. And they were always kind of like, you know, amazed at the sound because it was, it was a little different from what everybody was doing at the time. So. Yeah. Um, from there on, we just, you know, built a really good relationship. And once he decided to do this, this trip to, uh, it was Boca Raton, he reached out, I was like, bro, can you pull up? You know, I'll take care of the flights and food and all that stuff. And we went out there and made some of the most amazing music I've ever heard in my life. Um, um even the stuff that I feel like I made out there was, was amazing because I was challenged by another, you know, a bunch of other amazing producers and writers. So I kind of got in the game out there. I was like, man, I got to. I got to step it up and make some amazing music. Um, and that was just, man, that was, that was a time of my life. Cause I've never been to a camp. That was like my very first camp I've ever been to as a producer writer. Yeah. And then you also did the, the Issa Ray radio camp too, didn't you? Oh yeah. yeah. That was, that, that was literally kind of right after I got signed. Um, that camp was pretty cool too. Not too much came from that camp, but, um, well, I can't say that because I did get a placement on her new movie from that camp. A lot of people didn't get anything placed from that camp. And how that worked, they just brought us to the camp and gave us briefings on like scenes of the movies that scenes of the movie that they wanted to kind of like score music for. And of course, nobody looked at the nobody looked at the uh, the score. But I mean, not the score, but the uh, briefings. But I checked them joints out and I was like, yeah, I'm about to shoot direct at this. Like, that's what they gave it to us for. And obviously, one of my. One of my beats made it onto the uh the soundtrack and and in the movie too as well. That's dope. Yes, sir. But it's just it's just been amazing, man. Just hearing hearing about these, you know, and um because I remember I especially remember the one with Bam. I remember that when you were getting ready to go, and I was yeah, like, oh, that's, that's so dope because you know you know um in our genre of gospel music you don't really right. hear that a lot. Now I know there's some camps like. Uh, Maverick City Music, they do that. Mm-hmm. Sure, the elevations, you know, but for some reason we can't get our black brothers and sisters in the gospel industry to do that. Yeah, we we're working on it. Maybe. You you know what I you know what I think it was because I was just talking to one of my homies uh, the other day. He he produces for Lecrae and and uh, and a ton of other people. But I, I feel like well, gospel music in general right now has been on a real it's been on a very long wave of like the ccm stuff and i thought like everybody's kind of uh, everybody's kind of like transitioning to that style of music um to where we lost that that feel good we lost that just you know black sound you know what i mean yeah um and and with that being said gospel in itself i feel like doesn't recycle or welcome new artists you know what I mean? They don't welcome new artists as much as they should. For instance, you know, the R&B, you know, the secular world, you know, you got a strong three years to make it happen. If you don't make it happen and really gain a fan base and really go hard, like you're going to be recycled out. You know what I mean? But to this day, of course, we still champion and have people like Kurt Franklin. No disrespect to Kurt Franklin, but I, I feel like Sir, at, Kurt Franklin should be like the Jay-Z of gospel. He should be kind of just like, you know, Stepping out, letting letting you know the 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 newer artists do their thing. However, in gospel, we don't recycle as much as we don't give them that that grace to really just age and just do their thing and, and put the new people on. Instead, they just kind of you know keep it where it's at in gospel. And then on the other world, the CCM world, they're always pushing up new talent. They're always pushing up a new sound, and that's why I'm I'm really I'm really happy that you know Chandler and them are doing their thing because. Even though they they have that sound, they still make it unique. You know, they still make it their own. And, you know, even seeing Ty back on the road and and Kurt Franklin pushing out their new music, I'm like, man, it feels like gospel again. It feels like, you know, that that world has a voice again, opposed to like CCM just CCM just dominated the whole the whole market. So. It's a it's a it's a weird market, but you know I, f- I feel like it's definitely coming back, and I feel like a whole lot of things are going to be changed when it does. Yeah, 
Speaking of, do you do you ever get uh, questions, opportunities uh, for placement and work with uh, some of these well-known gospel artists? Anything like that? Oh, not at all, not at all. Because in, in that in that world, they, they you know they rock with who they rock with, and, and your own your your best way of getting in that world is if you know somebody in there. Like I know this cat named Swoop. Swoop does a lot of stuff with Lecrae and 1K Few and um, Alan Swoop. He is a yeah. genius. Yeah. He is genius. a phenomenal. genius. Phenomenal. Alan Swoop, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yes. Alan Swoop is a genius. Yeah. He's goat, man. He, uh, I, and I just met him from doing like this podcast, not podcast, but this, uh, panel thing. So I definitely told him I would definitely tap in with him. And- oh, he's talking about Aaron put on? Yeah. Yep. Aaron. Yeah. So, so like, you know, I'm again watching from afar, man, Alan. So like, you know, of course he ended up moving to Atlanta. Cause like I follow mm-hmm. this dude intensely on, on social media because like, I just feel like dude is that phenomenal. Cause like, you know, yeah. when he came into the industry as an artist, like people weren't even paying attention. He came into the industry as an artist and everybody was like, Oh dude, sound like Kanye, which he did. Like he came in like, and like his wordplay is dumb. Like a lot of people, it's yeah. so weird because Swoop is a producer, but Swoop got crazy bars. He got like hands. I'm talking like <laughs> crazy bar. And so like, but not only that, like he can play. Man, he's so foolish on the organ and the keys. It's, yes. it's, it's yep. dumb. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So so like I was really like I'm a Swoop fan. So then when they put that collective together, that was like him. And uh, gosh, I can't remember the name of the group, but it was like him and Kristen Gray and uh, uh, gosh, I don't know, I can't remember the, the name of the collective they had for some reason is is uh sleeping my mind. But like they had this collective man, and they I thought they were poised to dominate, and then of course you know what I'm saying that disbanded, and then but you know he got linked up with he was already linked up with Creighton, but even more so when he moved to Atlanta. And so just watching him, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, he really, he really does his thing. But then at the same time, I don't look at Swoop like, and you can correct me, which is the reason why I'm saying this. I don't look at Swoop like he is really invited that all that well into the gospel world more than he is like to like the Christian hip hop, you know what I'm saying? Kind of. Yeah, no, really. Genre, really you really. know what I'm saying? Because like, you know what I mean? When it comes, because when it comes to that, like, you know, his, his hands are all over, like him and Natalie. One day we're gonna have to talk about this on TUD. Maybe we will, maybe we won't. I don't know because it can be controversial. But Natalie Lauren Sims needs her flowers for all the artists that she has helped over her career. All of the flowers, and I promise you, I, I will go on a limb and say I promise you, she's ghost written for a lot of artists that you probably wouldn't even know. But Natalie right. Lauren Sims was single handedly responsible for watching Aha Gazelle from really? here, Deuce, in 2015 and telling Lecrae, you need to get him. He was the one that pushed Lecrae to get Aha. Like, I'm That's serious, crazy. man. Like, she, her eye for talent mm-hmm. is beyond belief. But she is so gifted artistically. It's unreal. So anyway, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just look at Alan like he's still like, like, even though he's in there, he's not in there, in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so I'm thinking about, like, you were talking about the the recycling of the gospel artists. I think about that with the production, too, because I'm like, bruh, it seems like it seems like they'll get new musicians. But, yeah. like, when it comes to, like, producing the album, they still call it Percy Beatty and ASAP. Yeah, it's like, man. It's come on, man. Changing, let's talk man. about it. Yeah, it's like, let's talk about it. Like, y'all, they see it, like, you know, and, and I'm sitting here looking at y'all dudes, man, and I'm like, man, y'all out here killing it. So I'm saying, like, what you doing, just about all of D- all of Diddy's record, all of Summer Walker, all, all these songs of Mary J, like, clearly you got, like, not just the ability to do you know what I'm saying, songs for mature artists like Mary J, but mm-hmm. like these groundbreaking artists like Summer Walker, and you and you are again, here we go, tied to the church, and you mean to tell me that no gospel people are coming your way, and that's what, that's, boy, y'all know, y'all know I'm the, I'm the unruly one on TUD, so y'all know <laughs> not to be unruly, but that doesn't make any sense to me, and I'm just sitting here like, man, like, to hear you say that nobody's reached out to you, like, as far as like placements or anything like that in the gospel, I ain't talking about CHH, I 
ain't talking about gospel rap. I'm talking about in the gospel music industry. That is just absurd to me. I don't think I don't think it's nothing personal. I just think they're they're just unaware because you know obviously you know they rock with who they rock with instead of you know expanding the sound, which you know it is what it is. Because some people just you know they just work well with certain people. Yeah. But um, you know definitely would love to get more into the actual because it's my you know that's home that's home for me. Um, and I feel like you know that probably be would be one place where you can actually be free in music. You know what I mean? Because within the secular world, everybody has their you know their ideas of what a hit record is and a lot of it is just formula it's just a lot of just repetitive formula and i feel like gospel is the one place where you can actually be free go outside the boundaries of formula and and, and really use your full imagination even though now i really be trying to like i really try to to you know with anybody i work with even with diddy like i try to push those boundaries of figuring out how to be myself within their music you know what i mean yeah so yeah, I would, you know, obviously but, I would love to do more. But see, speaking of that, you say pushing the boundaries and taking them to church. Can we talk about the intermission? <laughs> Can we talk about the intermission, please? Can we talk about the intermission? Sir, sir. No more. So, tell, tell us tell us what was going on during the intermission. I got to okay. hear it. Okay, so it was it was one day at Diddy's L.A. home. He has like a studio up, up in his L.A. crib, man. After we were doing some work, he was just like, hey, man, I just I need a he had text the group. He was like, yo, Slim, could you do like an intermission? I want you to sample this David Porter uh, sample. The sam- the song alone was like maybe 10 minutes. And he told me the exact spot he wanted me to sample. And I was like, OK. When I do intermissions or when I if, if I had to think to myself, like, how could I make this feel? Feel, you know, magic, feel spiritual, feel like. I want people because his whole thing for this project was he wanted to he wanted this music to be so amazing that he felt like Kim Porter in heaven could hear it. And I was like, whoa, the only way the only way to do that for me would be would be through worship, because that's you know, that's where that's my background. You know, that's where I, I come from. So. I pulled up some strings. It was me, one of his uh me and two of his engineers sitting in the studio, they had fell asleep. So I felt free. You know what I mean? I didn't have yes, nobody on back. I had nobody on my back telling me what to play or what they right. hear, or, you know, tainting my ideas with what they hear. Yeah. And, um, I was playing those strings, man. And I was over there trying not to cry. Cause in the moment I was also feeling grateful. Like, man, you made it this far. A young kid from Augusta, Georgia. Yes, you made it this far just doing just doing you and being you. You didn't have to change for nobody. You didn't have to, you know, you still don't have to change nothing. You just be yourself and continue to, you know, shine your light in these dark places, whatever. And, and in that moment, I was just playing them strings. And and, and uh Claude, I, I see, I know you you can you can attest. You ever been playing keys one night by yourself and you just felt you just felt so so moved that you almost cried. Like yeah. Yeah. And, and sometimes you're playing the simplest thing. You're playing three chords. You're like, man, I don't know why these three chords is hitting me like this. But right. So I was just playing those strings and playing those strings. And, you know, God started to talk to me and I just kept playing. I kept playing and I was recording it. And then once I got to like the actual beat, I was like, now I want to make something that that feels like old puff. That feels like some hip hop, you know, feel like some very loose, you know, 90s or yeah, 90s hip hop. So. I was just kind of cooking silently because I didn't want nobody to hear it. Yeah. And I'm just sitting here cooking silently with my head on while everybody's kind of asleep behind me. And then I was like, okay, now I want to turn it up. And when I finally turned it up, I was playing the bass. And I, I one take the bass. And like you can imagine, once that snare hit uh, from that little snare roll, mm-hmm. and I started playing that bass line in a room with these humongous speakers, everybody woke up and it was like, what did you just do? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, see, I like it. I, I hope you know, I hope I like it because at the time I was like, I hope this don't sound, you know, you know, I hope this don't sound too crazy because I, you know, I can never gauge what people feel is is too much or not. So I was like, I'm just gonna go off the feeling that I feel, and you know, that's all I can do. And they they after I finish it, they sent it to Puff that night, and normally Puff. He's very, very particular. He has a whole lot of notes when he when he sends you something because his ear is really amazing. I have so much more respect for him as a producer. Mm-hmm. But normally he would be like, yo, take this out, change that, take this out. 
But that night, he said, he said nothing. He was like, okay, I'm going to listen to this some more, and then I'm going to get back to y'all. And it, it was taken off the project at first because they, they, they wanted to add more songs on there. But towards the end, and in the, in, the ninth, in the ninth hour, he was like, no, we got to put that intermission back on. And I was surprised when it made the cut. So I was like, I'm about, I was like, wait till my bros back home here. They they go laugh because I'm like, I straight took them to worship on this dog on this dog on record, and nobody knows. They just they just know what they felt, and that, and that's what it is. Because I'm talking about this. I was like, uh, well, I was like, because and then you gotta understand. I think that was like the, like that was what Diddy was using like to say the album's about to drop. Right. Yep. Yep. So when I hear the intermission, like I'm hearing the course, I was like, "Hold on!" And this is why I say, "I said, <laughs> is Diddy gonna get?" Because I know this was gonna be long. So I said, "Is Diddy gonna give us like a, you know, like he gonna break down, and give us like a Fantasia moment during?" You know what I'm saying? Because right. I was like, because <laughs> I was like, "Slam the winter!" You feel yeah. me? Like I was like, "My boy, the winter!" So I'm so it that had. Geek me up even more for the album. You feel yeah. me? Like I was like, oh, we gotta see what's going on. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. That's, it set the atmosphere for sure. For sure. He he actually uh he had like interviewed everybody when we first started working with him. Man, was like asking for our background, and he was like, he's you know Puff is he's such a weird he, he's such a a weird human being, man. But I, I I love him. But he he started off the project. He's like, and see. That's why the music suck now, because the the producers and the musicians they ain't coming from church no more. And I was like, you might be right. You know what I'm saying? Because that's where it all started. Most of our great artists, you know, they started in church. You know, that was that was the background. That's where you get that 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 feeling from. That thing that you can't teach. You know, you can't teach a producer mm-hmm. feeling. That's just something that you know they gotta have. You can't teach a singer that's a, a well-rounded singer. You can't teach them feeling. You know what I mean? You can teach them runs. You can teach them all these things. But one thing that you can't teach them is feeling. You can't teach them anointing. Right. And Ooh. and um and I think I just took that took that and and ran with it. And he respected it because I think obviously he's in this era where you know he's kind of trying to get closer back closer to God in his own way. Um, he's trying to get closer to God, and I think it was just right time, right place for me to to be there and bring him deeper into my world. Even, even like when he does stuff, like for instance, we were in, he was doing VMA uh, rehearsals and he had me kind of help do his show. And it came to this one point where him and Chandler was kind of debating on how to end a song. And, and he wanted to end it regular. And I don't know where I got the balls from, but I was just like, <laughs> nah, Puff. It, and, and, and this is a room full of people like him, Chandler, uh, Adam Blackstone, um, a bunch of people, and around Puff, a lot of people are yes, man. A lot of people just be like, "Yeah, you know, that's cool. Like, I like that. Yeah, whatever you want, Puff." But in a room full of people, Laura, uh, what's her name? The dancer lady. Is it Lorian? Lorian, yeah. Lorian Gibson, yes, Lorian. Like, like they're, they're they're all in yes. there. They was like, "Yeah, Puff, that ending sounds great." <laughs> and I was like, "I was like, no, nah, Puff." And everybody kind of got quiet and looked at me. I was like. To be honest, Puff, if we were in church, we would end it just like this. Like, cause this this is a feeling. This is a, a a moment. This is just not a let's end the song. Like, if you really want, if you really want that spirit to come in and really and, and, and really shake the place, like you have to end it like this. He was like, All right, King. All right, King, we're gonna do it this way. And everybody kind of was like, Yeah, yeah, we're gonna do it this way. I was like, man, y'all so fake. <laughs> 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 but, man, you know, I, I, man, I'm thankful that he that he trusts that he trusts my ideas and, and yeah, that's amazing, man. So you know you've been you've been doing a lot of live arrangements for different artists, like on on these mm-hmm. award shows and stuff, man. Mm-hmm. Um, so did did some of that come about after the Drake uh, reposting too? No, that actually came. I'd say that came from when I I did this. Um, I think it was Jimmy Fallon's show for this artist named Dochi. Okay. Um, I did her show, and everybody was kind of secretly talking, like, "Man, that arrangement was crazy." The song, in in, in general, was insane. Like, the song was like, you know, high energy, so I could really kind of like be myself. And and you know, she lets me do that too as well. She just lets me go because she's such a huge personality that she wherever wherever I want to go, she'll go. Um, so I think after that, as soon as that happened, then that's when I started to get a lot of calls from, from people to do their shows. Cause they was like, yo, this show was crazy. 
Um, can we get you to do our shows? Which has been a blessing too, because there's been some extra, you know, money coming into my pocket that, you know, allows me to just not have to do as much. That's what's up, bro. I want to take it here, man. And you, you know, pick and choose what you want to share. I actually have a moment. It was something you shared with me that I want to share. I'm going to see if you share it though. Give us some, some moments in this journey where you got to kind of flex a little bit. Like you had some perks, um, depending on who you were working with, like some things that you know that just don't normally happen for everybody, but because you know, you got that favor on your life and you're with like a certain group of people, maybe this particular thing happened. Share some of those moments, those flex. Like, go ahead and flex a little bit. Just, just uh, flex a little uh, bit. Because I got one. I got one you told me that that always stuck with me. Really? Uh, it's the, man. It's the keyboard. Just, sometimes, man, I, I, don't, I don't know. It, 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 right now, I'm in that season where, where people are starting to know me as a, uh, as a producer. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'll go to a camp or be going somewhere and I'll meet somebody and they'll be like, Hey, what's your name? I'm like, I'm slim wave. There's like, Oh, you're slim wave. And I'm like, in my head, I'm thinking like, yo, how do you even know me? But you know, I forget, you know, social media is a big place, but mm-hmm. sometimes it, it comes with the perks of like not having to work as hard. Cause people already, you know, trust your, trust your ideas or even endorsements and stuff. Um, it's like when you got, when you got motion in the, in, in the industry now, it's like when you have, motion or some type of momentum it's not hard to do too much you know what i mean based off of what you've already been doing for instance i plan i was playing for this artist named jack carlo and granted i've been playing for a lot of artists over the years like really cool artists you know uh kelly kelly Rowland, um summer walker black you know a lot of people but being that this artist particularly was like one of the number one artists in the world at the time jack carlo um, it wasn't, it wasn't hard for me to even to get the actual endorsement. Cause they were just like, yo, yeah, we see all the great things you're doing, man. Let's send you some guitars. I was like, oh, wow. Like I've been doing this the whole time and nobody said nothing, but it's been definitely a blessing, man. Cause you know, you get free stuff. Like who would have thought yeah. like one of the hardest endorsements in the world to get, like they just pulled up. So, wow. Wow. um, yeah, that's, it's, it's definitely been, definitely been a blessing. You don't have to do, like I said, you don't have to do as much when you got a little momentum and, and people are already are familiar with what you're, what you're doing. But that that was kind of the way that Jack Carlo, uh, did too. Cause like I, 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 or you can correct me because I remember some kind of way I saw an interaction where it was like, Jack Carlo was like, Oh, you're slim wave. Oh yeah, yeah. That's and exactly then it was like the next, like two days later, you were playing for him on at a show, and then you end up going on tour with him. Like that's what it yeah. looked like from the outside. But wasn't it kind of like in in that kind of you know vein as well? Yeah, that was that was definitely similar. Um, and that's what I, that's what I mean by the Dochi thing. Like one of Jack's guys saw us play for her on that show. And he had reached out to my brother, Jordan. He was like, yo, man, what do we do? What do we what do we have to do to get these guys? And once they found out, you know, they we were like one degree separation. They reached out to him and he was like, yeah, we can, you know, do like a little audition tape or something for y'all, which is something we never done. Because we don't I haven't had to audition in a while just because people, you know, they just see what you do. And then they be like, yeah, we want them. Um, so yeah, they, they they reached out and Jack is a really hands on hands on person. So. He's always the type of person like, okay, I want to know every person's name. I want to know everything. And then, so when I walked up to him, we were in London for a wireless fest and I walked up to him and I was like, yo, what's up, man? Uh, me and my brother's supposed to be playing for y'all, uh, playing for you soon. He was like, wait, you're a band of brothers. I was like, yeah. He's like, you're slim. Are you slim wave? I was like, yeah. I was like, oh shoot. I didn't even, I didn't, you know, cause a lot of artists, they just be, they just, you know, they don't really care. So Industry it, talk. Yeah, industry talk. <laughs> they, they don't really care. He was real hands on, and and to this day, he's like, I don't want to rock with another band. Um, so That's it's definitely man, it's a it's a blessing, man, to be in this position because everybody, you know, I'm reminded every day that everybody is not in this position. So I don't take it at all. Hey, I got. Let me. Okay, so I got a few. I got a few. I want to share some slim wave flex moments. Okay. <laughs> so I was at a Grammy function in Atlanta, uh, in the Atlanta chapter. Oh, and, wow. Um, 
Man, Slim comes in. I think I got there first. Slim comes in. You were coming from somewhere. I think a rehearsal or something. And you, um, no, it was a basketball game. I think Orlando's basketball game. Oh yeah, and, right. um, he was coming through from there. And man, I, you know, I'm already so proud of you, bro. Already, right? And then you come in, and um, man, the thing I just love about you, man, you just, you just, you. Always, you've never changed. Always, always, always. you, bro. Always and came in, man. We dapped up, show love. I was walking around with you because they were, you know, it was like that night was like we were touring Tricky Stewart's new studio. And mm-hmm. man, it was so many people walking up to Slim, just showing love, man, and like just knew him right off the bat. And I was just standing there so proud. Like that was that was like a flex moment for me. I was I was I was with you and we took pictures, man. And it was just it was just cool to see you in that element and seeing people just come up to you and uh, show love, bro. I was like, man. Now, now I'm going to tell you, man, the, the real flex moment. The real flex moment out of that is I'm the monster you created. Oh, man. <laughs> Get out of here. You got man. it. You got to know that. Man, like, go ahead, go ahead man. Talk on. Give, give me flowers, man. Go I'm ahead. trying to tell you, man, everything that I am is because of you, man. Everything that every, all of the all of the things that I embody is because of you, my spirit. You know, I've watched how you dealt with I've watched how you, you know, you dealt with people in, in the past as far as like on a professional level, on the friendly level, on the family level. Mm-hmm. And, and I've always, always, always tried to model myself after that. I was like, okay, he's a, he's a humble spirit. Like this is what it takes to be successful. You are my point of reference in everything. So even to this day, when people, you know, they give me credit and praise of all, I always bring them back, back home. Like, nah, man, this is, this is my mentor. This is the person that showed me. Cause it's, it's one thing to tell somebody or, 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 or tell somebody how to do things, but it hit a little different when you see it in action. You know what I mean? It hit a little different when when you see somebody, you know, do their thing and be them everywhere. Yeah. Not just for the cameras, you know, on and off cameras. You've been the same person consistently throughout my, you know, throughout my years of knowing you. Never changed up. Never been different. Never. None of that. So that 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 is because of you, man. And I I, I will never not give praise even when i get up in heaven i'm be like all right y'all so y'all already, y'all already know why i'm here mm-hmm. hey, hey, I, I'm, I'm glad you switched it around because i i could tell deuce is getting misty over there bro he, 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 he saved me he saved me he saved me he saved me threw me an alley-oop i appreciate it because <laughs> i mean man when, when i when he brought I, up the heaven comment i was like oh god there it is <laughs> i was like i said cause son over there getting misty i can hear it like it's crazy. I gotta, keep, I gotta keep it real, man. I gotta keep it. Real. I am. I am nothing without all of y'all. Even even Pastor Sean, you out. Nothing without all of y'all, man. I, it's so many. It's so many like memories I can that I can pinpoint with everybody that just kind of to bring me to bring me back. You know what I mean? For instance, that one time where I got in trouble with me and a couple of my friends got in trouble at CC's Pizza because we was trying to steal some gum or something out of the uh out of the gumball machines and Pastor Sean dealt with us all accordingly. He was like, Y'all gonna pick up these, y'all gonna, you know, transport these rocks. Y'all gonna do some labor because, you know, at the time I think my dad was in career. So I didn't really have, you know, a positive male figure other than, you know, C and and Brother Powell. I would go over his house every week to learn keys and Pastor Sean. Yeah. And y'all, y'all would really show me what it what it was to be a man. Show me what it was to you know take care of your responsibilities. Show me what it was to actually be humble. Show me what it was to you know to get stuff done. Yeah. And and those moments stuck out. Even I I I can, I can never forget even that moment. I think I had a, a I had some bad grades and I came in church moseying like I was about to play. And she was like, "Yo, you know, uh, I'm sorry, man, but you can't play. Your grades are slipping." Boy, you talking about somebody that was crazy. <laughs> I went to that. I went to that back because I could tell he didn't want to do it, but at the same time, your dad there, had talked to me. Yeah, your dad. Your dad was like, "I'm not gonna let him play. So you can't let him play." And I was like, "Oh man!" I, it's like I know you didn't want to, but at the same time, yeah. you had to stand firm. And yeah. coming from you, that hurt. I mean, of course, coming from my dad, you know, he had spanked me, and I get it together, but. 
when it came from you, my hero, like the person that I was looking up to, he was like, yeah, you can't play this Sunday. I went to that. I went to that last stall of that bathroom in that gym. And I cried like I never cried before. Wow. And then I came out. I came out of that bathroom like, all right, I'm going to act like I wasn't crying. I'm going to just sit in this audience and, you know, pretend like everything is all good when I was hurt. But at that moment, it it made me a man. It was like, all right, well, that, you know what that means. You know what that means? Like, if if the person, if your hero is telling you like, yo, you got to get it together. He was like, all right. Yeah, I, I really got to get together because I let him down. Oh, nah, I'm jacking up. I got to tighten up something. Dude, I really appreciate you, man, and everything you said. And, you know, speaking of your dad, man, your dad's super proud of you. And that leads me to my next flex moment. So your dad, man, he was just telling me how when you were working with Diddy, he was like, man, Diddy really wants him. You know, he'll he'll go out there, man, out to L.A., and then he'd be like, hey, man, take the, take, take the keys to the Rover, man. Just whatever you want to do, man. Here, here, take man. the car, do this. And I said, man, flex, flex on him, Rufus, flex for right. time, bro. <laughs> flex. And then the, the other moment, um, you were telling me, man, how you was, uh, they asked you what you needed in the studio. Like, what was your oh, yeah, yeah. keyboard do you like? And you told them. So they got you one there. But then I think mm-hmm. you flew home to Atlanta. And there, yep. was, there was one waiting on you at the beginning. Yeah, one waiting on me. That's a flex, bro. Are you serious? Yes. Man, so serious. Like when I tell you, when I tell you, I, I never I never knew what it really meant to be wealthy until being around Puff. Yeah. Like just mm. like like you said, just just for reference, like I, I think I was there. I was supposed to be in LA at his Malibu crib, this crazy crib overlooking the ocean. I was supposed to be there for like maybe two days because I had to go do some work back home in Atlanta. Once I was about to leave, I was telling Puff, like, yo, I'm out, man. I appreciate you, man. You know, sending my love and all that stuff. He was like, wait, you're leaving? And I was like, yeah, I got to go back home. And he looked at his, he looked at his, his, uh, his uh, assistant. Her, her name is KK. He looked at her assistant and was like, he just looked at her. He gave her that look. And that was the last I heard from him. That literally right after that, she was like, Slim, what do we have to do to get you to stay? Like, we'll book your flight. We'll take care of everything. We have a chef here on site. We have a massage therapist. We, we have uh, a lady that does high hydration therapy, which, you know, they just come and give you an IV to get you back hydrated and stuff. It's like, whatever you need, we'll take care of it. And I was like, uh, all right. She's like, oh, yeah. And we'll give you a day rate for the time that you're here. I was like, oh, shoot, this is crazy. So I think I went back to my hotel that night, woke up the next morning and it was like, yo, could you meet this guy downstairs? And so I went downstairs and they had like a, a, a BMW, a, a Mercedes is waiting for me just so I can drive back and forth there for the rest of the week. I was like, yo, this is insane. Like I'd never, never dealt with that level of wealth. You know what I mean? And any, like you said, anything I wanted. It don't matter what it is. I think there was like a, a piece of gear that I needed that I had back home, but I couldn't get out there. I told them about it and they didn't, they act like nothing was wrong. And then maybe two hours later, they had the gear there. I was like, yo, this is, this is actually insane. Yeah. Wow. That was an experience. That was an experience. Wow. 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 Crazy. I just want to say, man, like I, I, um, man, there was just, when, when you started doing, your beats, man, uh, here at the crib in Augusta, mm. I just saw, I saw, you know, I didn't, I'm not going to lie and be like, oh, I mean, I always knew, I always knew, but like, I saw something man, on you early and just how easily you picked up other instruments. Mm. And, um, I remember when I had that, uh, that extra computer, man, I was like, I just got to give it to him. I got to give yep. it. <laughs> and then, man, I wish I could have given you all my equipment, but I needed something to produce on, <laughs> but I wish I could have gave you Everything, bro, because I saw it, man. I was like, yo, he's picking this stuff up fast. And and, and like, that's what I mean by you started that monster. Cause with that same with that same computer, I think I had got my first like my first like beat on one of your uh on one of your on one of your albums. It was that and the and the motif I believe I was using at the time. Yeah, man. All I know is I was like, hey yo, how much would you charge me? <laughs> For B, and then he told me, "I said, how about for two of?" And then here we go, intro and the outro yeah. on the balancing act produced by Jerome Monroe. You feel me? Like it's like boom, boom. And then 
was able to get that mug placed in a little independent film as well. I was like, man, but when when I heard the first beat, the first beat, the intro to the balance of that, yeah. when I heard that, I was like, this, I, I like, I, no lie, I, I'm I'm sitting there because I I had to record, ended up record that entire album with Claude, and not only that, I had Claude mix the whole album. So right, Claude right. is under this intense amount of pressure because he's like, nah, man, I don't, I don't really mix. And I'm like, mix. nah, I don't have, I'm like, nah, nigga, I tr- I'm sorry. I was like, nah, I trust you. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, nah, I trust you. Like, this is where we at. But when that beat came on and boom, boom, and I was just like, and I looked at him, I said, Man, Rufus is a problem. He said, no. He just he hit the keyboard. Pete, stop turning around. A problem. Like I was like, <laughs> this is now you know, this you know we gotta you, you know we gotta spin the block with my beats a little better now. So we gotta- <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro. Bro. Oh, you ain't gotta say say less. They you, was killing you me. in though. They were killing Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Bro. That's what I'm saying, bro. Bro, do you know like okay, so we we did a whole show of Slim about streaming numbers right 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 my top three now because i just released a single and it's is you know getting a little love right now you know what i'm saying this is hopped in the top three but when i talk about consistently my top three stream songs every week from apple music rest of my days bff and winner that's crazy consistent <laughs> consistently so so right now I, I I can pull it up right now because I just got the email from Apple on Friday. So so this week, my my three most streamed songs right now, rest of my days, ah ah ah, winner. That's most crazy. stream <laughs> like to, like to this day, dog. It's 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 insane. Like it's literally insane. But it's just like man, I don't even know. You know what I'm saying? Like how like the song just gets love. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, but that again, this was that like literally the start of and I'm like, if you were that call at the start, we knew like we knew um let me just go on record and say this. Man, I'm so glad you did escape out of the gospel bubble. I apologize for saying that on the TUD podcast, but I'm certainly <laughs> grateful. So I'm certainly grateful that you did like that, that. You were because here's the thing. What people don't, and just so y'all know, if y'all don't know Slim, his foundation when it comes to uh Christianity and servanthood, even though he is no longer in Augusta, like physically living in Augusta right now, you know what I'm saying? One thing that I admire guy is when he's not on the road on Sundays, he's playing at church in Atlanta. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Serving, serving a ministry in Atlanta on Sundays, regardless of how, you know what I'm saying, how many, you know what I'm saying, Summer Walker placements and, and Diddy placements, he finds himself in the place, you know what I'm saying, in, in the building where, where church is happening, where the word is being taught, and he's serving his, his pastor there in Atlanta, and he's serving, you know what I'm saying, that, that church you know, by, by giving, you know, sharing the, his gift, you know, of music with them. And, and I just think that, man, that is just one of those things that really, really, really gets just like, man, cause you, you can really use it as an excuse, man. I'm busy. Like, you know, I'm tired, you know what I'm saying? But still just carrying that, that you learned, like you said, from 3550 Morgan Road from 8th Avenue into Atlanta with you and still, you know what I'm saying? Getting connected to ministry and serving, you know, what I'm saying it just—it's just one of those things that I know. Like you said, I know Claude, and like you—you you saw Claude operate in a gospel music industry, but find his way back home every Sunday right, to right. serve. You know what I'm saying? And I know that probably is one of those things. Like you said, it's just like you—you you saw it with your own eyes, so you—you you right. know, have modeled that. You know, but I'm—I'm I'm so glad, man. Like seeing what it was then is so much better now. But it's so great to still see you. Uh, have that servant's heart to to lead, but I'm 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 grateful that you escaped the bubble. You know what I'm saying? Like I am, and I just well, I, I pray well, that your impact will be felt everywhere. Well, the thing is, man, you, when when that's your when that's your background, you never escape the actual bubble. I may not be doing as as many like I may not be having as many gospel placements or anything, but 
um, that when that when they say that thing is in you, not on you. My my spirit, my gift, my anointing goes so. I feel like it goes so much further than just music. Right now, I may not oh, yeah. be able. I may not be able to you know to just crank out a gospel placement with somebody based off of my relationships. However, you know I can speak life into people that aren't in that world. I can figure out ways, clever ways to get people back in the world where they want to have a relationship with God or, or figure out ways to, to shine my light, to, to make people feel like, yo, this man, this, this man is different. And I, I really admire who he is and, and how he does what he does. And, and to be honest, I feel like, I, I feel like I, I, I am like uh, the main contributor to a lot of people really getting their relationship back to Christ. Cause you know, for the most part, a lot of people, you know, they, you know, they say they have a relationship with God, but, um, I find myself in really uncompromising positions where I don't know how it happens, but even my friends, they call me pastor some because I always end up, you know, preaching. I always do it in a, 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 a comical way, but it's a com it's in a comical way to like after we're laughing and joking, they're like, wait a minute. I think he was really on to something when he just said that, you know what I mean? And I, and I do that intentionally because a lot of people are so you know hardened when it comes to a relationship with christ and, and what it means to actually you know be a christian or have a relationship with christ so that 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 doesn't you know that bubble goes beyond actual music you know what i mean because I, I would like to say I, I probably minister more people than actual christian artists you know what i mean which because which again speaks to 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 the heart of who you are and and so what i mean by the gospel bubble is like you weren't just limited to that niche format. Like you said, your right. ministry far supersedes, you know what I'm saying, just that little circle of people. Because right. a lot of the times we we find ourselves, quote unquote, preaching to the choir. Like, you know what I'm saying? But like you right. have, you know, been given these opportunities to ask me. I I I un, I feel and understand and respect and expect nothing less than what you're saying right now. Because again, it's in you. That's what I'm saying. That servanthood is in you. So it's like how you how you're sitting here just telling us right now. I like I'm just sitting here I, still even more so proud that you're sitting saying, bro, I didn't escape, escape the gospel bubble. Like the gospel is in me. I know it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that's like it, that just speaks even more so to like just how, how amazingly humble and how your servant's heart continues to be the thing that drives and leads you. Cause it's it's beautiful to even hear that, man. Cause it's like, you know, a lot of the times, you know, we like even when you were saying Diddy is is finding, you know, is it, like pursuing God in his own way. You know right. what I'm saying? But like, you know, just for you to be there to be that light, whether you, you know what I'm saying? Like, whether you, like you said, whether you're contributing on the song or whether it's just your presence or your ability mm -hmm. to share something in the room, it's like, man, you know, some, some cats are so locked into that, to, to the, the, the gospel scene that they, yeah. they can't see beyond that scope to see like, man, there are people here, you know what I'm saying? In those places that need the gospel as well. So, right, you know, right. God would entrust somebody like you to go there and carry, you know what I'm saying? Like carry his light, carry his love, carry his message, you know what I'm saying? To these people. And, and it's just, again, it just speaks to, man, what your foundation is and has been. And, and I just, man, I appreciate you even, you know what I'm saying? Sharing and correcting that, you know what I'm saying? To let you know, it's like, then when we say escape the gospel bubble, we ain't talking about like I escape my relationship. Like nah, like this right, is right. what I'm doing everywhere I go, and I appreciate you 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 clarifying that. Absolutely, we tied in. Yes, sir, bro. I know you. Uh, today was the kickoff for the tour, man. I appreciate your time, man. Super, yeah. proud of you, man. Super proud of you, and uh, thanks for giving us a few moments of your time, bro. Just to kind of share um, some of your journey, bro. Appreciate I appreciate y'all having me, man. This means a lot to me to be able to talk with, you know, my mentors and my heroes and about my journey and also give y'all y'all flowers for helping me on this journey too as well. So Sorry. absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, dudes, dudes, we're going to have to, when I come down in a few weeks, we're going to have to uh, look at our resources so we can pull them all together so we can present a wave with a, with a nice, with a nice uh budget proposal for no, a new, a new for, uh, <laughs> for that a new ain't. beat. Because see, see, again, this and this is the reason why I said it, because you just like cloth. 
I know it. I know. It. And I don't know why God cursed us like this. It's like why he put us all together because we all stupid like this. <laughs> I remember one day when Cla- when Claude was mixing the the um, the balancing act, I was sitting in the musician's pit in New Life mm-hmm. and I knew he wouldn't take money from me. So I sent it to his phone. And why, it's why he was playing. So he couldn't do anything. So I was like, he saw the notification come down in his phone and he's sitting there playing. And then also he looked back at me and I was like, keep it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, but it's just, it's no, just I really, rolled I, up. I, I really, I really do appreciate the gesture, man. But it, it, it's just one of those things. I, I'm forever. And then I tell, I tell C all the time. I was like, there's no amount of money that you can pay me there. That's going to suffice for what you've already done for me over the years. Like the, the stuff that I've imported and learned from him is invaluable. Yeah. You can't, you can't pay for that. Yeah. To be honest, he didn't have to, he didn't have to take me under his wing. He didn't have to do all those things. I could have just been, you know, another talented kid that he was like, all right, yeah, he's talented. But for him to actually take time and teach me stuff, for him to actually take time and let me come over his crib, listen to his music, for him to take time to make these records and, and for him to take time to pick me up, personally come to my house. And pick me up for church. Like these are things that are invaluable to me. And, and there's no amount of money that he could pay me for the rest yeah. of his life. You know what I mean? Whatever yeah. he whatever he needs, I will do it for free. Same with you. Whatever y'all need, I will do it for free because it's not, it's to me, it's not about the money. It's about me paying my respect, paying my paying my thanks back to you. You know, the reward is for me, the real reward, real reward for me is people, you know, becoming blessed, people being inspired from the work that we did together. Because it's a full circle moment. Yeah. These are things man, that y'all man. taught me and I'm giving it back to you as a like, yo, look, this is what you taught me. I, I tried to perfect it and make it better. Now let's see if the people, you know, receive it and, and, and feel blessed by it too. So, and I, I'll, I'll put that on writing. Like, I don't care what it is, no matter what it is, I will always be there. I'll always do it for free. That's why wow. we're we, we still going to That's why I'm blessed. Yeah, exactly. That's why, that's why you're blessed. For <laughs> right. real, though, because exactly. you're willing to, to even just exactly. say that and do that. And you, we know you're a man of your word, bro. So, man, we just appreciate you, dude. We really do, man. And uh, Sky is the limit, bro. It's just, the basement. It's the basement, bro. The it's, basement. It's so much. The sky more. is the basement. It's so much more coming. Mm. So many more things that's going to happen for you that, um, Man, but you probably prayed about a while back. Maybe you even forgot about. And when it happens, you're gonna remember like, oh man, I talked to God about this. You right, know, way right. back when, you know what I mean? So yeah, man, I just I just speak that over you. And uh again, just want to say personally for me, I'm very proud of you, man. And like just so happy to see the things that are happening for you. I appreciate that, man. I love y'all with all my heart. Yes, sir, man. Love, love you too, bro. All right, so listen, man. First off, again, my guy Slim Wave, y'all get yeah, used to the name if y'all don't know it. Of course, some of y'all are family, so y'all know it's 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 our our man's Rufus. But Slim Wave, man, we love you. We appreciate you. We thank you for your time. For my boy DJ Sean Blue, Claude Deuce, it's Big Al Cherry T U D A Deuce. I know, I know, it might make you cry a little bit, <laughs> but we gotta go out. We gotta go out with when Slim came home. For your uh, Minnesota Music Appreciation Program, yeah, and Slim did a medley. He did a medley of your songs, yeah. Just to, just as he's been giving you your flower. This this show we were supposed to be giving him his flowers, right. and he is giving us our flowers. You feel right. me? But again, it just speaks to how great of a person he is. But here's what I want you to do, dudes. Let's give them a piece of some of what he did on that August evening because it was sensational. Slim, we love you. To all of our fans, thank you all for listening. Please share the podcast with somebody. Again, for DJ Sean Blue, Claude Deuce, it's your boy, the gal Cherry, Slim Wave TV. We out. Just because you messed up one time, it ain't over, no. Sometimes you 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. 